Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's happening, Straight Shooter family? This is your girl, Tesla Figaro. Did you know that Georgia does not require political affiliation when registering to vote? Let me give you some game. So far, more than 2.8 million people have cast ballots in the state of Georgia, shattering the previous record for the December 2008 Senate runoff when only 2.1 million votes were cast. Now, check this out. As I mentioned, Georgia doesn't require you to register by a political party. That means that no vote could be taken for granted. You may be asking Tesla, how does that make sense? Explain that to me. Well, the reason why they can't take voters for granted is because candidates cannot assume that they have anyone's vote on lock. This is why I support all states removing political party as a requirement for voting. States like Georgia and Texas have that type of process. Well, you say, well, how do they what do you mean they can't uh, assume that they have it on lock? Well, if a, if a candidate goes into a state and I'm giving you based on what I know, not what I heard, if they go into a state or a city and they understand that a certain amount of percent is already registered as Democrat, they tend to not spend the necessary resources in an area that they think they already have on lock. That means that they don't spend money on black media. They don't spend money on black outreach in order to hire us to actually go out and do the job. They don't spend money on black newspapers, ads. They don't rent booth space. They don't knock on doors because it is the assumption that they can take our vote for granted. So when you remove political party affiliation during the voter registration process, it forces candidates to compete. They are forced to spend more in our communities to get out the vote. Do you know that nearly half a billion dollars was spent on just the runoffs? Think about that. Half a billion dollars in just two months. How much of that you think went to the black community? I'm sure a lot because they couldn't just assume that they could take the black vote for granted. I've seen this happen time and time again. You'll hear me talk about how Orlando is my political stomping ground. Now, I lived in Oklahoma City, Orlando, Chicago, Dallas and Houston, but I spent most of my time in politics in Orlando. Florida is a red state, typically votes Republican. It has swing back back and forth, as you can see. But the city of Orlando, the metropolitan area of Orlando, is a Democrat-ran city. 
And so I've seen resources not be spent in Democrat ran cities and more money being spent on rural communities because that is the vote that they feel they have to compete for. And unfortunately, it leaves us out the process. And when we're left out the process, we can't make demands to the candidates and those candidates are not required to meet those demands. So it is so important that voting registration at some point is removed from your registration. Now, again, you can still vote in Democrat. I'll give you an example with Texas. When you register with Texas, you're not required to say you're a Democrat or Republican. You just register. Now, when you go vote for the Democrat primary, for example, when we had to pick the Democrat candidate of choice who would be the nominee, you do have to decide when you go to the ballot if you're going to vote in the Democrat primary or the Republican primary. You can't vote in both, only one. So it does require you to make that choice when you get to the polls. But I'm talking about the information that is used previously before you actually get to the polls to determine how people will swing left or right. It also prevents pollsters from making predictions and inaccurate predictions because they typically make predictions based upon political parties. That's why you will see pollsters stayed far away from this Georgia race because one, they've been screwing up the game with inaccurate polls and it's caused more confusion and chaos than it's been helpful. And because it's very hard to make predictions when people are not putting their political affiliation on their voter registration. Now, they still have made some predictions based upon age and race. For example, they can say X amount of voters tend to be 54 older, black, or live in a certain zip code. You can pretty much decipher who lives in an area based on zip code and so forth. So predictions are still made, but it's not a straight line prediction to say 2.1 million votes have came in and 60% of those people are Democrat. So what this does is, is allows everyone to be more competitive. And when candidates are more competitive, we win. It's not about the candidate winning. It's about us winning. When we force them to spend every dollar they have to campaign harder and longer, not just three months, six months, a year, you'll even see with a lot of your local races, people are no longer getting on at the last minute, three months, four months, six months. People are getting on for city uh, seats two years out. I can tell you by working with candidates, they hate running long races because when they run long races, it makes them more vulnerable to screwing up, making promises that they can't deliver, getting caught on camera saying something dumb. So I assure you, every candidate does not like running a long race, but they've had to because things are becoming more competitive. And when it becomes more competitive, we win. So on Tuesday, remember, the race does not end. It just begins, not just in Georgia, but all over this country. We must continue to push the line. We must blog. We must tweet. We must get active. We must show up at meetings. We must use mainstream media. We must use Black-owned media like the Black Effect Podcast Network. We must continue to push and push and push and push. Do not think because you do not have a major platform that you do not have something to do in this bigger picture because you do. Simple things, write an article, blog, tweet, post, share, jump in the comments. But what I ask you to do most of all is hold your local elected official accountable for what they do. And when I say local, for clarity, I don't mean just your city. I mean your local, meaning your city and your state and your federal elected representative. Because although they work on the federal level, they are still your local. Meaning when I say local, I mean the person that you interact with, that comes to your church, that you can actually get a meeting with. Talking shit about Trump from a distance doesn't mean shit. He doesn't read your post. He could care less what you say. But if you go to your congressional candidate's office, who is required to meet with you right around the corner, you'll start to see some action.
Stay tuned to Straight Shot No Chaser. Great interviews coming up. I will continue to do this commentary. If you're feeling it, follow me on Instagram. Send me a message. Let me know. Hey, Tez, and I'm feeling it. But most important, write a review on Apple Podcast Review. Reviews matter. So write a review. Certainly rate the show. Let me know if you're loving it. If you're loving the additional commentary, I'm trying to keep it sweet and short to give you this game as we continue to move forward. Like I always say, use it, lose it, but I can't make it choose it. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with the season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.